What's everyone? Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today, we are doing a most anticipated episode of The Owl House, a spoiler talk, if you will, of Season 1, Episode 18, dubbed Agony of a Witch. Joined with me, as always, is my good friend Mark via Satellite Radio. How you doing out there, buddy? It's getting scary, Matt. Almost like we're coming to a massive conclusion of something spooky. Things are getting quite dramatic as well. It is. Also, there's plot progression. Oh my goodness gracious. Well, let's talk about it. But before we do, as a friendly reminder, if you want audio-only versions of these podcasts, spoiler talks, reviews, and what have you, be sure to check out my Spotify channel. Links are used in the description below. And if you're enjoying reviews like this, obviously you should probably leave a like, subscribe, and do all that. But also, don't be afraid to check out my YouTube channel or content content just like this. Anywho, we got that all out of the way, Mark. Let's talk about this episode. Now, what was it generally about? Well, as Luce learns a little bit more of how dire Eater's curse has become, knowing that if she runs out of magic and the elixirs are starting to become a lot harder to supply, or that it's taking way too many to subdue the owl monster curse, Luce starts to hear that the field trip to the Emperor's castle might be key in solving Eater's curse curse, and so takes a little bit of a risk of heist, if you will, with her friends to try to recover a magical item that could help Ida's curse, only to have the unfortunate luck of being captured by Ida's sister, Lilith. And so a dramatic showdown is underway as Ida is hell-bent at rescuing Luce at any cost. And I would say that's generally what this episode is all about. Now, Mark, why don't you let the fine folks know, what were some of your takeaways from this episode? What worked or what didn't? Hard to say what didn't work, because I feel like for the most part, this was a real slam dunk for me. Um, We have another instance of, it seems like they really saved their budget for Ida and Lilith's battles, because the fight scene in this one was amazing and very much straight to the point. I think you'd agree, Matt. I mean, sort of bearing the lead of the episode, I suppose, but I, I thought it was stellar. I think maybe on two and threes in some spots, but like just really well staged and choreographed. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there. I think you and I, we were talking about it before recording now that a lot of the episodes leading up to this one have been very much like dare I say family friendly, obviously high spirited comedy and relationship building. It's It's been a fun ride, if you will. And this episode decided to say, okay, cool. We got all the relationships established. We all know who's friends with who and whatnot. Now let's focus on the plot progression here. Let's focus on the drama of like what's really going on on this island. And so all the drama just poured out and I loved it. I loved all the world building we got here. I suppose that's my only nitpick here, I would say. Mark is that when we got a tour of the Emperor's castle through the eyes of the school children learning about the past and like what the Emperor allegedly did for us and like how the Emperor operates as far as we can tell like I kind of wish we got a sprinkle of that in earlier episodes but I think with how they handled the fight at the end and what it meant in terms of like Luce being unable to save Ida and Ida gave up a lot just to save Luce like in a way I I think they actually did a really good job 
at giving us that building of character relationship and then suddenly saying, okay, things are going to go south real bad and you're going to feel the agony, no pun intended, from the episode's title. And I will admit that much. I think this episode did actually get me emotional on parts. Like, I know this is a kid show and probably everyone's going to be fine. I mean, season two has already been greenlit, but I felt the uncertainty in this episode. Oh yeah, it totally suckers you in narratively. And I think some of that really, I'm going to sound like a real dork for saying it, but in addition to the choreography, um, I believe I briefly mentioned the staging. There's just multiple shots in this one where you really see just strong silhouettes, emotion, lighting, and everything, especially towards the end with Luz, that I think really sell just how dire the situation is and does not hold any punches narratively in terms of the visual medium aspect of it, but also just very well voice acted overall. Um, I forget her name, but uh, you're quite the fan of her, Matt. And um, she, in my opinion, gave a very strong performance in this episode, the voice actress who voices Ida. I believe she was also in like The Emperor's New Groove and stuff as Pancha's wife. I think that's probably where I most remember her from but like, she's actual like regular actress too what was um her name again her name is wendy malik that's it yeah no i mean her, her performance in this was just always as always fantastic and i loved it I, I suppose if i were to say one nitpick i do think the reveal of the origin of the curse uh well definitely not my top conspiracy theory as to how it was uh placed um one i probably would have thought of if you gave me enough time but also kind of a shock i think we really see a lot of lilith's character in this really be redefined in a way that isn't quite honestly as comedic as the rest of the show's kind of labeled her if that makes sense yeah, no, her dark intentions definitely were like amplified here in this episode. Like, I think you and I, we were talking about a bit before where, like we said before, it's a kid's show. So most of the main cast will probably be fine by the end of all this. But I don't know what's going to happen with Lilith, whether she'll have a proper redemption arc. I'm sure she will. I kind of hope she doesn't, if I may just chime in real quick, because we've been doing redemption arcs a lot, and especially animated and children's shows lately. And I feel like it happens to a lot of characters that on honestly don't deserve it or at the very least never receive an adequate enough consequence for their action for me to then say okay you've like sort of paid your dues and you've earned your redemption but i mean i don't know that that's just me going that's just my two cents on that but if they do go that route that'd be fine actually yeah you bring up a good point it's like yeah no we do get a lot of that going on but i mean like maybe we don't have the full story of why lilith was so spiteful towards her sister that she's okay just permanently making her an owl beast or anything like that because it is a little bit weird because i feel like for the longest time they've kind of hinted that lilith was like the better witch but maybe by better they meant she was just more conformist because like even as back as the uh grudge bee episode we saw like ida had her trophy and was like the star player but lilith was the team captain and had an even bigger trophy so i don't know maybe she was rewarded more because she was willing to conform at a younger age as opposed to ida but i don't i felt like there was the dynamic of the sibling rivalry i feel is a little mixed up sometimes it is and i don't think we have the full story but we will get it soon i believe mm, that's fair oh and uh, that's uh, certainly not to say that um pootie is not both horrific and enjoyable at the start of this episode if you ever dislike 2d you will fall in love with him and fear the horrible monster he truly is all over again yeah i'll tell you what i remember when we first were introduced to hootie we thought oh it's just a weird gingerbread sounding guy it's like hey, he's just gonna be the weird comic relief he's like eh, everyone's gonna beat up on him yada yada no in this episode it truly showed how powerful he is even though he's a little bit of a klutz i do think he actually knows what he's doing even though he kind of 
of shows how oblivious he may appear. I don't know. He He's really grown on me. Which might be cause for alarm because he is also horrifically horrifying and we do have solidified an actual demon and, you know, kind of shows a little bit in this episode. I don't know. It was great. There was a legitimate moment, though, where I was concerned for Hootie and thank God he's fine because if anything happens to Hootie, I will riot. Something will happen to him. You know it will. No, no. With that being said, though, like the reason why like I feel like things are getting really interesting right now. Uh, talking about Hootie, like when Luce came back after the whole ordeal and King's like, where's Ida? And she doesn't say anything, but it's like heavily implied. Even Hootie can read the room and Hootie's like, oh, shit. Like everyone feels that weight. Not everyone's like a complete klutz. Yeah, which is something I feel like a lot of people struggle with their comic relief characters. Because I feel like that to a degree that is Hootie's role in the show so far. We could argue his role narratively as clearly a defense mechanism of the house being different. But like for the sake of purpose of the show, I'd say he'd probably be classified more as comic relief. And like a lot of other shows, I feel like would probably have then had Hootie said something really stupid at the end or something. But it does help that he did read the room and there was... It, it, when Hootie reads the room, you know something is messed up and not good. Exactly. Nah, man, I gotta say, this this was a really great episode. It, it really appealed to me, obviously, because of the drama and the world building. Like, I love that. And I liked how dramatic and how well voice acted, like almost everyone did in this episode. Like, I really felt emotional at the end, and it just really worked for me. And I'm really excited to see how this season's gonna finale itself next week. Oh, we'd, we'd be remiss. I love her design, and I feel like she could become even more creepy, because I kind of doubt that's her real form, but it's one of those things where her hair is a hand. Um, the Emperor's uh, either assistant or right hand. I don't, I'm not quite sure what her title was, if she's a vizier or what, who knows. But um, I believe her name was Kiki. Yes, her name was Kiki. That, to me, looks like a really cool character that could have potential to... Like, if we say Lilith is the direct antagonist, the main antagonist, obviously Emperor for season one, I could definitely see Kiki being a main, direct, a main antagonist for season two. And I'm very interested to see where that character goes. Absolutely. Well, well, we could keep talking about this for some time now, but as I said before, the season finale is next week, so I'm sure instead of guessing our butts off, we're going to get more information revealed and see how things are truly going to go down. Get hyped. Exactly, Mark. Well, you heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comment section below, what did you think of this episode of The Owl House, Agony of a Witch? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, ring that bell to be notified when new videos drop. And if you want to support me directly, please consider going to my Patreon or do a one-time donation at my Streamlabs. Links are in the description below. This, my friends, is Matt Sella. And this is Sad Mark. Thanking you all and anticipating tuning in next week. Thank <laughs> you.